Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast, where we talk about what really matters for you and your own health and fitness. I'm Jess. And I'm Sasha. And each week we'll come to you with a no-nonsense topic, which will make you challenge your own thoughts and ask, are we still here? Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. And let's get to today's pod. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? All good. All good. All, all good. Is it hot there today? It's boiling here today. Yeah, Matt and I went out for a run this morning. and Ooh. Yeah, and also, I don't know if anyone else is in the same boat at the moment where your sleep quality is just not as good because you're so hot in the night. I couldn't get to sleep last night, actually. Yeah. Not mine, like me. Mine's just, like, really disrupted. Like, I'll keep waking up and then it'll be really bright or then I'm too hot. So I'm just constantly like overheating. And then I went for a run this morning and I said to Matt, I was like, we only did, we only did like aerobic intervals. It wasn't mm. like overly strenuous, but yeah. I said, I'm so drained. I just yeah. feel so good. Yeah. A tiring week already. Dan, Dan's at Glastonbury. Oh, is he? And I just keep thinking like waking up in that tent when it's 26 degrees and hot. Yeah. Boiling the bag. I would really like to go, you know. I would. Have you not been, ever? No, I've never done it. Oh, no. I would really like to go, but it's like Matt's worst nightmare, so I'd need to go with somebody else, I think. Glastonbury is yeah. a funny one, because I've been, I grew up near Glastonbury, near the town yeah. of Glastonbury, Shepton Mallet, and um, so we used to go quite often, because it's like a 40-minute drive, the tickets were like 120 quid. Do you get any um, benefits of living closer? Do they do it cheaper? No, so if you live in the town of Pilton, you get a free ticket. Oh, cool. Um, but not no not we were too far away but that would have been nice but we used to um we knew quite a few people who worked there so it was almost like at the at that time when I was 16 17 it was almost like a local festival mm. um we used to go all the time I used to go with my mum and dad I, I used to go with my mum and dad and then I'd bring a friend um I used to love it I used to love it I we always used to drink um vodka and um bitter lemon really random but literally my dad would just get loads of Russian standard vodka and bottles of bit of lemon from Tesco and literally we just drink mm. that the whole time um and we had a little area which we could stay in because we knew someone who worked there and everything and it's funny because this year my dad called me and he was like do you want to go Glastonbury I was like no and it bear in mind it's like 300 and something quid now it's like more than mm. doubled in price which is fair enough I think it, you know it's it's fair for what it is um and he's like you don't have to pay for the ticket I was like I'm not asked about that. I just really don't want to go. And he was like, what? He's like, I'm offering you a free ticket. I was like, yeah, and that's how much I don't want to go, that I'm not going to have to pay any money and I don't want to go. You should have sent your dad my way. I would have gone. Because <laughs> he was going to go, but my dad actually um, fell off his bike last week and head first into a tree. Mm. Um, so he's got some cervical spine. He's fine. But my mum's been injecting painkillers into his butt. Um yeah, not what you and need. He's, he's in a neck brace and then he sat there in a neck brace and I'm on FaceTime. I'm like, for God's sake, be careful. And then uh he goes, Well, I better get I get better get better soon because I've got to go Glastonbury next week. Is he gone then? No. My mum was like, No, you're not. <laughs> um but yeah, it's for me, it's um as I've got older, I don't like I I wanna sleep in a comfortable I wanna go and yeah, you know, I do I know, know you know partial no. or, uh, I, I know exactly what you mean because I was talking to um, a girl the other day who was on about going in trail and she's like only like in her early 20s and she's like oh me and my mate's gonna go in trail and I was like oh that's so that's so good quite a few of my friends did it when we yeah. were in. but then I also thought god I, I, just, yeah. I feel like I'd just be such a snob now that not, I not am snob, I'm just, not <laughs> like I'm not even ashamed like I'm I can't ashamed. settle for the like the things in life like I love like, I love having my own bed and yeah, but I think I would. I would like to, for me, like Glastonbury is like probably like a bucket list thing. So I would like to do it the once, but I wouldn't be able to go with Matt, like I say, because he's just yeah. not, he hates like queuing and loads of crowds and stuff. So I hate crowds yeah. as well. I hate crowds. Um, I hate the thought of waking up after a shit sleep in the heat and just, oh, in a sleeping bag. Oh, no, I just... <laughs> No, no, no. I did and because I've done it and I used to do Reading Reading Festival as well when I was younger. I feel like I've been to so many of them that I can be like You've done it. I've done it now. And yeah. I just, yeah. I'm I, I want night I want my comforts and Dan went down last night and stayed at friends before they went down this morning and um 
he was uh, there was eight people at his friend's house and I was like where are you sleeping and he just sent me a picture of like this roll out mat on the floor and it was a sleeping bag I was like you put yourself in the just the most odd situations of sleeping yeah but, but I, also like, I would never like, do that I would literally if there was eight people staying in the house and what three beds I wouldn't stay there I'd go to a hotel like, or an Airbnb but you're done you're done's like a travel writer isn't he so he probably is used to just finding yeah, himself but, asleep in random but, places He's a rubbish sleeper. So he's always like, oh, I had such a bad sleep last night. And I was, he'll, oh, he'll send me a picture. I'm like, well, you, you slept on a fucking boulder. What do you expect? <laughs> I'm like, why oh. don't you just put yourself in better situations? Where you, He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I have no sympathy for you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, Glasto does look good. The lineup looks good. It looks yeah. good every year. And then I watch it on telly and I'm like, oh, it looks so good. Yeah, they don't they don't show the cute the queues outside the toilets at three o'clock in the afternoon with the doors the doors clanging that haunts me to this day and the smell and the fact that the food costs a fortune and if it rains it's game over and <laughs> yeah. Anyone who who's going, um have fun. It'll be great. Um <laughs> if you like that kind of thing um but yeah not for me anymore not for me anymore mm. Jess is gonna hit us with the topic because it was it was her idea today so Jess well um you changed the title just before we jumped on and I'm, I've That's written it true. down I've written it down because we're actually gonna go with this one so how to recognize your own biases yes very important what we mean by that is how to um it's a bias is essentially your ingrained beliefs about how something should be done. Would that be a good? Yeah, I think that's fair. Hit us with a, um, I feel like on Joe Rogan when he says, um, find the definition. Okay. So, yeah, an inclination or prejudice for or against something, basically, isn't yeah. it? So uh, like Especially- an ingrained, literally a belief that you you almost... Don't and it's a bit like what Ramit says, isn't it? Invisible script. It's like a belief that you have that's so ingrained that you're not even sh- you're not you you don't even recognize it. Yeah, and you believe that that is better than normally yeah. like something else or yeah. somebody else's version. If you recognize it, because if you don't recognize it, you don't. Sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it. You feel like it's fact. Yeah, and I'll use this example. Not putting anyone in the in the mud here, but um, recently, as people may know, if they saw on Instagram, I went down to the PFCA FFC2 coaching course, not last weekend, weekend before. We did a whole bit on on biases and it was interesting and, and it was almost like people were showing their own biases, but they weren't really sure that it was a bias. And, and this isn't, again, this isn't a bad thing, but a lot of um, the men tend, tend to have um, performance biases and didn't even realize, right? Because of the more masculine end, it's, you know, numbers, progress, logic, all, all that. And um, Mass, who who did the course, was kind of pointing it out. And he said, yeah, but that's your... And a lot of the time they were like, oh, well... So so just to give some context, um, monitoring progress. Uh, let's just use a back squat, for example. Um Let's just say you were programming back squats with someone, but then the person doing the program didn't really uh, give a shit <laughs> about how strong their back squat was. But then you were being like, come on, uh, five more kilos and you'll be at uh, body weight. And this per- the, the client is like, body- uh, right, what? what, be at what? They literally don't care because they've never been in that sports performance kind of world when mm. it came to monitoring um overall volume or uh, uh what's the word what's the word just like milestones within strength right so you know body weight back squat body weight and a half uh, benchmarks that's the word and you know mass is like what if they don't care about that and the guy was like why wouldn't they oh, care why wouldn't they care it's like what if they literally don't know what what you just said what if they don't know what that means as in they've never really chased numbers and that's not really what they're interested in they're interested in um getting out of pain mm-hmm. the guy's like well yeah but they want to get stronger right yes but not in but they don't care about monitoring that number they want to feel pain free and the guy's like 
So you wouldn't even like, no, you would monitor it yourself, but you wouldn't say it. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't say, come on, five kilos more. Cause the person's like, what are you on about mate? <laughs> but they didn't, they were, they, and then after the big chat, the people doing the course were like, um, can you see how that's not helpful in coaching because you're putting what matters to you onto the client when they, they're not really bothered about that. And pretty much all the men in the room, when they said, what did you get out of today? They said they would never realize that. Yeah. They would never realize that what matters to them in fitness doesn't necessarily matter to others in fitness. So without a conversation about what actually matters to them, you're literally pushing your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important to be able to acknowledge it, especially in the role that we're in, because you do have so much like, and I hate to use this word because it makes us sound like really, mm-hmm. I don't know, like weird, but like authority, because people yeah. look up to you in a position of, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So therefore I trust your judgment. Yeah. So if we're not aware of our biases, the client is going to be, have no clue either no. so it's on us to be able to hold up our, a mirror to ourselves and be like okay what am I doing because what tends to happen then is you'll get clients who which again is another bias which is like conform, conform, conformity bias which yeah. is where people agree just for the sake of agreeing yeah because they would like they don't want to seem that they're going against the grain so for yes. example if you always make your clients do a back squat chest press and deadlift one Mm. rep max again unnecessary but Mm. if you make all your clients do that then and then they see on your socials that you're always like bigging that up they then think oh well that's what just what I need to do then so I'll just go along with the majority because it would be weird for me to go against the grain rather than actually Sash or actually Jess Mm. I don't that's not really my goal do you know what my goal is I'd love to be able to like run up this hill that's near my house or I'd actually something love... like really random and kind of yeah unique. I'd love to be able to lift my suitcase above my head when I go mm. on a plane to be able yeah. to put it on the shelf like yeah. those types of things um so yeah so I think that it's making sure that we're aware of them because without that the client may in some instances just go along with it yeah absolutely and I mean when I first started coaching I did not recognize my what bias was some, what were some of your biases do you think Mine were, oh God, how old am I, 32, 20? So between the ages of, I was, I did the classic that I can literally see people doing now that I'm like, I did exactly that. I'd, and I could almost guess where they go next. Yeah. <laughs> so I've talked about this on the, on the pod before, but when you first get into fitness, you know, when you're young, you usually, it's usually very much like um, burning calories, lose weight look better big bum you know the, the classic and then you it gets to the point where you're the obsession with your looks becomes so like just exhausting Honestly, yeah good word exhausting that you and and then you then you go to performance and it's like oh you know what I'm I it's the classic like oh strong, I don't I don't strong, strong over skinny I'm just gonna worry about how much I can deadlift but then it's like yeah but now you so you you were trying to control your body and now you're just trying to control something else and it's just like the movement of it's like the element of c- control that you can't quite get away from and it just kind of moves to different things and then it might go to Olympic weightlifting CrossFit it's like it's just moving from thing from different thing for different thing yeah my biases were very much in um powerlifting one rep max I did a powerlifting competition which um Dan Campbell trained me for I did quite well in it um I've never been a good back squatter so I did 100 on the day but I mean if I saw the video now obviously it counted so I must have been had enough depth because otherwise it would have been red lighted so it probably was okay but um I was never that good at that um bench I think I got 58 I've never been a good presser and then deadlift. I got 130, but it got red lighted because of this stupid little, stupid little thing. Um, <laughs> I would, in the gym, it would count. They, they even said in the gym that would count, but because we're at a competition, it, it won't count. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I still did it. Um, but because I got such a buzz out of it and because I thought that it was a healthy way of of pushing yourself, I I did. I, I put it on to clients. And when me inside did the strong program, you know, that's what the strong program was, hence the name. It was a lot of people, um, you know, testing and retesting. And, and what I didn't know back then, because obviously I was young and 
I didn't have the knowledge I do now is that um, uh, neuromuscular efficiency, which is NME, which women tend to have, uh, we're much better at volume and men tend to be much better at overall, um, you know, power in the, in the singles. So um, my deadlift one rep max might have been 130, but I could have done maybe 110 for eight. Yeah. But a man ne- wouldn't necessarily be able to do that because they would be too powerful to repeat yeah. To the 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 one rep max would be so much higher that they wouldn't be they'd probably be do three yeah at that number so just little things like that that I know now that it's come into my head straight away NMA and then um so yeah I was I was pushing that onto clients and not pushing them because you didn't I, like I never said this is what you're doing but it was kind of like this is what I do so if you train with me this is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So it, it it wasn't good of me to do that. But when I think about who did it now, I am very lucky for my own conscience that they were all very able. Yeah. You know, they were all they all moved quite well, quite strong anyway. Um so I don't I I in fact I know there wasn't any damage inflicted. I still speak to those people now. But mm. but those people being beginners and coming into my realm of fitness and me doing that would have been dangerous so I recognize that my bias then was as long as you're strong nothing else matters and and it, you know, there's no substitute for strength I'm not saying that strength doesn't matter but that kind of strength if you want to go for it fine but you you should want to go for it not just because your PT is saying this is how it's done so my, yeah. my bias was definitely absolute strength for everyone yeah it is interesting when you uh talk about that that powerlifting story because like like you say you were enjoying it therefore you were like I think everyone else will enjoy this yeah. you just kind of go along with it don't you I want everyone to be in my club yeah which is you know what I still train one of my, one of my clients who did the strong program and you know she she because she's a bit older she can kind of just see that I was just going through something and yeah. she's more than able to do it. In fact, she's fucking really strong. Um, but she can just recognize it. And she's like, yeah. And I sometimes I say, like, oh God, you know, um, I feel a bit bad. And she was just like, Sash, it was it was what, six years ago. You didn't know any better at the time. We still had loads of fun. I was still consistent with my training and and it was fine. I'm like, okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess the there's some of the positives of that as well is it shows you how much you've grown though isn't it because yeah um I think you I think I again I look back and I, and I cringe on some of the things that I maybe said or did um with clients but never to a point where it was like harmful but more no. so that it just gives me the bit of the ick now where I'm like oh I wish I'd not done that but what was yours I see I was obviously a big lover of like um crossfit type workouts, yeah. Metcons, that type of thing, but like blindly didn't really know how to program them. So mine would be like making the mistake of just... Giving them three things, putting them together and... Yeah, and then thinking yeah. thinking that's fine. Um, And and from a fun point of view, they, they probably enjoyed it because it was like what we say, that's why people love the crossfit yeah. classes. But did it get them any closer to where they wanted to be? No. Yeah. <laughs> Was it necessarily like helpful? Mm, probably not. But no. you live in you live and learn. Yeah, absolutely. And I think so. Obviously, that was Jess's, and that was mine. And I think it's really, really important in this job, and as a as, as a client to a coach too, because the you know the clients have biases that the coaches have to question as well. And uh, one of the ones we wanted to speak about today was um, the um, cutting and bulking thing. Um, which Jess recognized the other day um, in someone that she knows. And I find it really, really interesting. So I still hear, I, I don't hear it as much, but then I, I see it and I'm like, huh. Yeah. It's just wearing, just wearing a different wig. But yeah. So, so I think that's it. So cutting and bulking, if you are not familiar, is very much like a, a term borrowed from the bodybuilding world. Um, So it goes back to fat loss is is the the key goal mm-hmm. here for the cutting side of things and gaining muscle meaning bulking um and it's just manipulating um energy balance to achieve those things 
and they're the 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 easiest words that have transferred through the health and fitness industry into general population into um people who have a fat loss goal and then once you get to a certain point you can't do anymore and then the coach will go oh great no now it's actually a bulking phase or now it's actually maintenance phase which basically just means living 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 your life living your life (laughs) so I think I think um but I Sash said to me oh I've not actually heard it as much and I said yeah I, I don't but I think that's because we change obviously we've got like a bit of an echo chamber in what we see and hear but one of the things that I have seen is like coaches dressing mm. up these phases in a different wig basically so yeah. it's now it's now they'll they'll put a a name on like the fat loss phase as the pr- the prime phase or like which is very like she's very alpha or very the, al- I was gonna say very, very alpha like... um uh the, and then like the 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 bulking phase will be the build phase or it'll be something and it's just it's just like rebranded to make you and it, again it comes back to Clever marketing, people can buy into a product easier than they can to something that seems overcomplicated. Yeah. Um, and also it makes it seem like it's magic. It's like, oh, I've never heard of the prime phase before. What's that? Yeah. So um, I think we, we wanted to talk about that today because in that instance, that is a coach's bias of maybe they're an ex-bodybuilder, maybe they're not, but they've learned their craft from the bodybuilding world which yeah. many fitness professionals do like Sasha and I probably included weight in the yeah. beginning um but, but how that can be harmful to a client if that is the bias yeah well that's that that's the coach seeing fitness as a whole as a means to change the shape and or size of the body through manipulation of um intake and output of energy which is not fitness like that's literally not the definition whatsoever um but for for a lot of people that's I think it's a lot of coaches think that's what people want how many those listening as well how many times have you seen I help people lose fat and gain muscle without cutting out everything without cutting alcohol and food and it's got like a beer and a taco emoji and I see that and that my that the hope I once had for the industry kind of kind of falls to a pile of rubble because I'm like this can't be the fitness industry could be and fitness as a whole and movement is in in a, in a cheesy way so beautiful and like we're so lucky to be able to get to do it and then that's what we narrow it down to like are yeah. we off our heads there like it's I find it in like insulting to me <laughs> yeah I'm like, and Jess will send me something and, I, and I'll say like, it, that hurt me because like, like, I'm like, I love fitness so much that like, it, it makes me feel physical pain when I see something. Yeah. I'm like, That's no, it. but that is like a very strong bias. And here's the main reason why I did, here's the main reason why I dislike this because as a fitness coach, whether we say it or not, one of our jobs is to set our clients up for life right as in to the point where they know how to move they know how to program exercise and they know what foods are best for them um they basically feel the best they can and explore fitness until they physically can't anymore and then gone right whether they people say it or not as a fitness coach it kind of is Mm -hmm. unless you're saying i i coach only coach people for six weeks and then they can you know fuck off for all I care um what that what Jess and I just spoke about the cutting and bulking and the manipulating body weight it is completely the opposite direction of that it's complete go it's down the other road Mm -hmm. because to be in a place where you are eating in a way that feels the best for you you're enjoying food you're not obsessing over it um you're not over consuming food you're not under consuming food you're just eating food right to be able to do that there has to be some kind of appetite regulation where you practice uh rhythms when you like to eat you know some people say i can't eat first thing fine some people say i need to eat first thing fine yeah Um, 
but by manipulating your food to to gain and lose weight you're messing that up yeah and you're obsessing over it so that's not a lifelong behavior is it you're, you're, you're literally destroying something that you know what there's some people on this earth that are very unlucky that their appetite isn't regulated and they and they can't really feel hungry and full and they don't really and they feel like they're in this limbo where they're like, oh, should I eat just because it's lunchtime? Or I don't really feel hungry. And it's not a good place to be because you are unsure about when to eat, what to eat, hunger, mm. uh, satiety, fullness, whatever. And you're literally doing that on purpose. Mm-hmm. You're doing it on purpose when you don't need to do it. Um, and if you can just imagine a 40-year-old woman, she's got two kids, young she works in a bank making this up. Mm. And then she gets home and she's had a tea and then she looks at my fitness pal and she got 600 calories left and she's just like eating crisps. Like, isn't that completely wild? Yeah. Well, I say crisps, but eating anything, even an extra meal. Like, oh, I've still got one meal to find because I'm trying to get, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, yeah, we, yeah. We, we've gone in a, a on a bizarre direction here. Where was, we're getting a, a a person who is a normal person who wants to be fitter and stronger, eating an extra meal at nine p.m. to gain a gram of muscle. Yeah, I was talking to somebody at the weekend um, who was telling me about a friend, um, and they were saying that they're currently doing one of these transformation for summer programs in seven weeks, short time frame, but has the goal of reducing her BMI for IVF. Right. Okay. So again, in that instance, uh, say what we like about BMI, which mm. is that we don't agree with it. It's mm. not a very good metric. However, in the instance of that, you ain't really got a you ain't really got a choice. Oh, shit. If you need IVF, then yeah. you need to get the BMI under a certain amount. So she's doing one of these challenges, which again has issues within itself because it's a, I understand wanting it to be sooner rather than later. But as we know, doing something in such extremes in a short t- time frame. Um, often <laughs> very high chance that mm-hmm. it's not going to last. Mm-hmm. Um, but she'd said to her coach, like, I'm really struggling to get the the protein in. And he was like, yeah, you just have them grenade bars though. They'll oh, be totally fine. So, she's having, she's having, so she's having two grenade bars for a lunch, <gasps> protein up and not having any breakfast because she ain't got an appetite to have breakfast. No. One daylight robbery. Those bars are £3.25. Yeah. And also, did you know that grenades sell one of those bars one every second? Do they? That, honestly, right, everyone, listen, right. Can you see you've got a woman who wants to lose a bit of weight because her her doctor has said that to be able to do IVF, she has to have a BMI of a certain whatever number. Again, we can talk, say that we don't like it. It's come from eugenics, whatever. Um, Tough shit. That's what you got to do, right? She wants a treatment. She's got to do it. Um, and then to have no breakfast because she doesn't want to, which is fair enough, um, to then eat two highly processed, not bashing processed food, but we're looking at instance. In this instance, by lunch, by after lunch, she has had zero nutrients. Yeah. And right. let's think about what she's trying to achieve, right? She's trying to achieve health. a healthy body. A healthy vessel to... to- to have a baby produce a a life right so she's having no breakfast and then she's having two grenade bars again which is one daylight robbery to just fucking bizarre just to get protein in so she doesn't know any better i feel for this woman yeah i do as well i really feel for her what i don't feel for who i don't feel for is the coach because he look at his bias is doesn't matter probably if it fits your macros just get the protein in. Yeah. It is what that is wild. So and wild. And we're so we're so far removed from fitness and health and whatever that we, we're literally doing things that are just fucking bizarre and go against human yeah. nature to, and- to mold yourself into something that the doctor has apparently said that you need to be. What? Yeah. yeah. And in that instance as well of like their bias they should be more switched on to maybe have like a an enrollment sort of thing to be like, okay, is this person suitable for this challenge? Oh my God. No. Oh, is no the because they don't care. They don't, ah, oh, they don't care. They don't, they want the money. 
I wish people would I wish people would understand it's like they don't care about you they care about getting the money in and in in six months time they will not remember your last name or they would probably don't even know it now and we need to be more careful because the more and more Jess and I hear stories like this all the time of people oh yeah I did this but and I'm like you need to have more faith in yourself. If you can smell a rat, there's probably a dead rat somewhere. Yeah. Like you need like you need to know if it's good for you or not. And and pr- be prepared to say no thank you. That sounds awful. Yeah. No, that sounds like it's taking me a million miles away from where I want, want exactly. to. Exactly. And then like Jess just said, where do you actually want to be? Okay, I want to uh want to be in my down a little bit because the Main thing that's important to me right now is conceive is having a baby, right? What the fuck has two grenade bars got to do with that? Mm-hmm. What's that got to do with anything? You want to, you you want your body to be a thriving, healthy environment to create a life? Chocolate protein bar. What the fuck? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, does it? And the, like, yeah, the the it's. It makes you angry, doesn't it? Because it's like so angry, yeah. Yeah, these systems, they just don't. And like you say, it's like they they get richer, people get iller, people get uh, worse off, and people have got nothing to show for it except for the fact that they've probably damaged the body more. Yeah. Yeah. So in that instance, again, with that, the coach's bias is what do they care about? I guess. It's not even it, it's it, like you say it's probably if it fits your macros, but it's also their bias of ah well, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous honestly, and to the point where I've had you know, uh, Elsash, what do you do for a living? I'm a personal trainer. Oh, I'm I don't like chicken and rice. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. I've had that, or a different version of you know. Oh, I'm not into weighing out my fish or whatever. I'm like, what? What the? F- excuse my French, what the fuck has that got to do with <laughs> anything? Yeah. It's so frustrating, and it's why we have such a bad name. Oh, it really, really does my head in. I, at, at the wedding, by, at the wedding the day, by the way, someone yeah. came up to me and said, oh, you've not met so-and-so, have you? Oh, yeah. you you'll get along really well, because you're all, uh, he's also into fitness. Right. And I was like, oh, right, sound. And he was like, Oh yes, yeah, so what do you do then? Oh. As he proceeded, as he proceeded to vape bubblegum flavored stuff into my face, I was like, I don't think me and you're on the same page. <laughs> oh no! I was, like, I was like, yeah, that I, I, that's fine. <laughs> wow, this is what I mean. This is why you have to know what you want. Fucking hell, we've said I've sworn a lot today. I'm passionate today. And hmm. um, we've had a lot of conversations about what you actually want, and it's like that meme from. Um, uh, what do you, notebook what, what do, you, do want? you want yeah who's ryan gosling what yeah, film? Yeah. what film yeah. great film racial notebook. Notebook. yeah yeah notebook what do you want and it's like we're so aggressive with that question because that question is the most important thing for what how we know what we're gonna do yeah you need even if it's just a guideline it doesn't have to be i want this i want 100 this i want this it's just we just need an idea mm-hmm and and people need to be honest with that idea and not feel ashamed if it's not what they think that the PT wants to hear. Um, because otherwise you're going to be go down a, a road that then you get to the end and you're like, I'm here, but I, I don't really give a shit about being here. It's so important. It's so important. And like we were talking about cutting and bulking, overfeeding yourself, overfeeding yourself to gain muscle that perhaps isn't natural on your frame is is bizarre done it did it wild what are they doing that for yeah what are they doing that for oh honestly i'm getting flashbacks flashbacks to eating salmon at 10 p.m oh my god honestly it pay- and this is why it, it pains me because i know that there's people doing that now and think it's the right thing to do. If you are competing in bodybuilding, then yeah. But if you're not, what are you doing? Why? Honestly, it, and and some people are like, yeah, but I want to gain loads of muscle. I'm like, yeah, but uh, obviously, uh, uh, you know, there was a, a t- in fact, there was a TikTok video, the swimmer's fallacy, and, and I like to use rugby. Like, if you are 
quick and thick, you're probably going to be good at rugby. Right? Yeah. Or you could try and you you it'd be a lot easier for you to be good at rugby than for someone who was naturally enduring and small by nature. Right? You can't force yourself to be the other one. It's like this women's fallacy is you don't have a swimmer's body because you swim. You yeah. have that, you you're good at swimming because you have a swimmer's body. Is it, yeah. it, one doesn't you don't just randomly like if I started doing if I started playing rugby, right? For two years, I wouldn't just randomly be a, a rugby player. I wouldn't have a build of a rugby player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to be absolutely... I'm slow and weak. Can you imagine how bad I'd be on the pitch? It would be dangerous for me to be on there, right? Yeah. I'd get annihilated. Annihilated, right? And that's why forcing yourself to, to gain muscle that you will lose, by the way, when you stop eating like that, you're not just gonna run. You don't randomly hold on to it. Oh yeah, gain five ki- uh, gain ten kilos. Uh, I ate all that extra food and force fed myself. And yeah, I always and I, I stopped doing that five years ago, and all that muscle's gone. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, that's what happens. Your body's like, I don't I need some- this. This is detrimental to to my longevity. I think some people are like, then think they're like, well, surely you just carry it on. Like it's we're training with the gym. Surely you just carry it on though, and you then you can. never lose it. But it's like it, the, there comes a peak. Um, I always think about when I, I did like a glute program years and years ago. And don't get me wrong, I, my, my glutes did grow. They yeah. grew in size. I actually got like, I think it was that that it happened quite quickly that I actually got like stretch marks on my bum. They're still there now. Um, me too. Me too. That they grew that quickly. But then <laughs> it was like, I was having to train glutes like four <laughs> days a week. It was like wild. A part of a body was like, hey. Hey, remember hey. me? <laughs> hey, how can you lift that? Uh, can you lift those beans out the cupboard? Nope. <laughs> but I've got a dump truck. <laughs> yeah, I did that. It's mad, isn't it? Because at the time I was like, yeah, it was fun. But we forget the law, the laws of uh well, I don't even know what the laws would be. Is it thermodynamics? I don't even know. But it's like if you train something and and feed it. Mm -hmm. right muscle it will grow if you remove that extra food and some of the training stimulus it will go back to normal yeah I think that if people understood that life would be a lot easier a lot easier for people who are training aesthetics if you got if you're naturally like I don't naturally have a big bum me neither a little bum um so for me if I wanted mine to be big now I'd have to do that again Right. And then when I stop doing that, which is inevitable, because who's training glutes three times a week and eating 3000 calories a day? Not me. It's just going to go away again. So you got to look at your natural, you know, as we as we say, you're probably going to look like a good version of your mum and dad. Yeah, there are people who um, gain muscle a lot easier than other people in certain body parts. Again, this is all we're all so unique. But if you want that body forever, then you have to do it and you're not sorry but you're not gonna no you're not do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger still got all the muscle that he had when he was younger no of course he hasn't because he's 75 years old and he's probably chilled a little bit don't get me wrong I'm sure he still looks fantastic but he's not at his peak no because he removed some of the stimulus and I'm guessing he doesn't eat all that food still yeah it's the same with like the rock in a few years isn't it Literally. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think um I think we think that we've not done well if we haven't managed to keep it's like people say, Oh, I lost that weight and then I gained it back or I gained that muscle and then I lost it. And it's like, Yeah, what did your life what did your life look like then? What does it look like now? Mm-hmm. Well, then I worked in the office in town, so I was getting the tram and then I was walking twenty minutes and then on lunch I'd go to get I'd be walking and then I'd go up step up up the stairs and down the stairs in the office and I'd be and then I'd go home and it'd take me 45 minutes to get home okay and you lost weight then yeah yeah what about now what's your life like now so I work from home I get out of my bed I sit at my desk and I have lunch at my desk and then after that I might go out to the shop and then I'll sit on the sofa I'm like funny that you gain that yeah you gain that weight back yeah yeah that's interesting 
It's like, of course you have. You're, it's a different life. It's a different life. Mm. Shame, really. Yeah. yeah. I wish people understood these things. It's like it, it makes it makes fitness so much easier. Yeah. I don't expect me to look like I did back then. And I'm not sad about it because what? why would I? I'm doing nothing to keep me there. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm so happy and pleasant. I'm just like, that's fine. Fraser, when you, when you were there as well, like how, what were your thoughts around it? What were you, um, did you feel healthy? Did you feel content? Did you feel... Mm. no I became a lot more like obsessed with my sessions because if I missed a session that was like a bit more shit whereas I often talk with clients it's like life happens yeah if you miss a a session probably quite normal because that's probably going to happen again at some point during your life so let's get Get on board I always say get used to missing sessions because you're going to do it a lot more over the next 10 years whatever um no I didn't feel my bias again to go back to the topic my bias was fitness is a body fitness is I I could look at somebody and think fit I wanted people to look at me and think fit why do you think people train their glutes I can't even see my glutes my glutes are none of my business mm-hmm. why do I want them big and people say oh, it's not for other people it's like well you can't see it so it, it must be so other people look and admire right mm. And that's what I cared about. I remember yeah, someone I think... said, Tash, you got the best bum in the gym. And that was it. I went home and I was like, I've fucking completed life. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> it. Is when you come back to like the admiration thing, I think when I did CrossFit, mm-hmm. I was very like springy, explosive. Yeah. Um, I could endure that type of thing. Yeah. So that for me, I think when I think back to it was probably admiration. Like I was probably one of the fitter females in the yeah. gym. Um but it didn't necessarily mean anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, look at my heart rate on a graph, and I was probably absolutely tugging. Um, <laughs> like, tugging. Look, go, go, go. Have a look back at um my cleaning press, and it, I literally, no wonder I ended up with bruises all across my chest every single yeah. week because my form was terrible. Yeah, it didn't mean anything. Um, and it, it all, all for all for what, as we always say. Yeah, what are you I doing think we, for? yeah. What are you doing it for? I think it's uh, the admiration thing is a dangerous one, I think, because I think it's in us to naturally desire some kind of recognition or admiration for doing something. But I think when that's the main source of, of drive, like it's dangerous. I've trained a client before that that was, she admitted that it was like what, you know, image was really important to her. And I remember thinking, oof. Yeah, I, I had a client not long ago who said, oh, but my training's changed so much and, like, people in the gym would always be expecting me to train, there like, you go. Really hard things. And I was like, says who? Who? She's like, yeah. Say, uh, says me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> just to give you, just let's just talk for a second. Do you pay attention to what everyone else is doing in the gym? No. Sometimes, not really, though. Okay, so why do you think everyone cares about what you're doing? Like, really? Like, it's Giving just... Giving ego. <laughs> yeah, it's just wild, isn't it? It is. It's like everyone's got, like, main character energy, and it's like... Yeah. Nobody cares. Like, it's my world, and everyone's just living in it. Mm. It's no, no, no. Exactly. And I think, yeah, I think it's... um, Oh, yeah, it's it's a... I always find that the people that do better in, in, in fitness and strength are the, the more private, the people yeah. who... In, internalize it a little bit more and just crack on um but her bias performance performance and, and aesthetics are the two big ones I think um and reckon they're so so evident so you really need to make sure that you're recognizing them when they pop up I do it sometimes with me sometimes I'll be like oh I'm gonna do um this exercise because and I'm thinking bias recognized it mine are obvious though I mean they're they're not as before they were you know took over and that's the thing you can you can have them and recognize them or you can let them dictate everything that you do that's the thing yeah you can't do you if you if you're training people just for general health and fitness you gotta get rid of them you got or recognize them and remove do you think you yeah. have any now? I probably do. And there's probably yeah. still ones I'll discover in years to come. <laughs> I mean, 
Um, I'm trying to think like what might be one now. Um, or clients with them. Um, well, I think like obviously that's part of the initial consultation with a client. Often mm. is digging deeper. Like, how many times do you say, "Why is that goal important to you?" Mm. And mm. then they're like, "Because." And then you're like, "Says who?" And they're like, "Oh, um, I, I just think I thought that was just fact." And it's like, "No, no, no, that's that's, that's a you thing." And then yeah. you need to understand why it's a you thing. Um, that's why I love that first chat because it's like so many of the things we want come from someone else mm-hmm. and when it when none of it does and you finally got there and you're like oh this is my thing and I can do what I want with it you're like oh that's when like there's no the, the punishment like um I always find that when you're eating in a way to to look a, w- a certain way or perform a certain way and training in a way to look a certain way or perform a certain way that's when it's like the punishment element comes into it it's like oh I have to do that because I I need to and it's like when you completely just pull that all away and what whatever's left that's when it's like that's where the fun is man yeah 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 um I think the the eating a certain way is a big one as well like we've said before as when you get into fitness it's like right I'm gonna be the person who eats grenade bars I'm gonna be the person who has a monster i'm gonna be Stanley cup one of those big squares. water bottles everywhere. i actually really want one of those though i'm so easily swayed because i'm like even though i've You're got big where are you gonna put it <laughs> on my roof <laughs> literally <laughs> when i think look at those cups and they're literally like that big i'm like where are you gonna put that when you walk in you're seen... you gonna hold it like a suitcase have you seen that tiktok where it's like <laughs> the extremes of people with water bottles these days yeah <laughs> they drag them on it's like a bucket it's like, why yeah. do you have a, a glass of water when you get the no. It is true, though, because even this morning, I've got this small glass for the pod, and I was like, that's not going to suffice, is it? I'm going to go through that so quickly. I needed a bigger <laughs> vessel. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's it. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of a big water bowl. Um, for some reason as well, it's the straw. I feel like I drink more when I've got a straw, but also in a morning. I know what you mean. Clean. I know what you mean. But then it's, a, it's an image thing. You want to be – like, I, even when I was cooking my dinner last night, right, I was thinking – I love my dinner last night. It's like my favorite thing to cook at the minute. And um, I just thought five, no, more than that. Six, seven years ago, there is no way on this earth I would have had that for my tea. And I thought, how sad is that? And then, cause I thought, cause what would everyone's, oh, what about the protein? I'm like, protein's important and I have enough of it, but not every meal has to have a side of fish. Yeah, I think that's it. Again, when it comes down to the amount of protein that you should be having. I have uh, enough. Yeah, a lot of people, because they're in the fat loss world or the bulking world, over-prescribe it, I think. And don't get me wrong, there, there is definitely many instances where people are deficient in it. They're not getting and as you Yeah, and as you get older, you should... Uh, another topic for another pod, but as you get older, you should be having more protein and doing more exercise, not doing less and having less. I think that's important. That's an, a story yeah. for another but pod. But a, a lot of people, I think, now are like, well, yeah, so I've got to get my... 150 grams of protein I'm 150 like, what, what the um, hell like no. jesus like i wouldn't have any appetite to eat anything else i'd be so i would feel ill yeah again so, it's unnatural and i think again yeah you want to realize like what your sweet spot is that for your body for your height for the amount you move yeah. for the age that you are all those things yeah. it feels like an awareness thing rather than a pressure thing like yeah shit I need to get that 100x whatever grams in and instead it's like okay well actually if I try to prioritize at least three of the things that I have in the day that I've got some sort of protein in it doesn't have to be breakfast because maybe like Sash says yeah on a breakfast but maybe it's in the morning you have a snack or whatever it's like okay cool but also maybe if you're actually just having a really you're having a barbecue for your evening meal like yeah all these things like just don't it's like less stress it's a bias yeah it's a bias towards where does the idea of having loads of protein come from? Yeah, the, the bodybuilding world. There you go. Everything every time. Why every every time. Every time. And then I'm having my um in fact my my old client um, messaged me and gave me the real name because she was like, This is my favorite, and I was like, I didn't know it was called that. Uh Pasta Ale Narano, which is pasta with courgette basically, and it's Stanley mm-hmm. Tucci's favorite pasta dish. And um 
I love, I literally looked at my ingredients. I was like, the six things is going to make the most delicious thing ever. And I, you know, there's like proper butter in it, garlic, pasta, the, the nude, the pastas are like slimy and delicious. Loads of greens from the veg box. And I just thought there would be a time when I thought this was an unhealthy tea. Yeah, because there wasn't any protein in it and it was cooked was... or something. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's, that is honestly one of my biggest growth things, I think, if in the last 10 years or whatever, is that. My diet now is I'm probably the most happy with my nutrition now than I ever have been my whole life. Yeah. And I enjoy it the most. I don't think it, like if Dan, like we always say, um, uh, the best diet is a vegetarian diet with a sprinkling of meat. Right. So have if, if it's there, have some meat. You might not have it today. We eat a lot of pulses, vegetables um we get this lovely greek yogurt from this dorset um thing and it's delicious and i just think there is no like how many grams of protein how many grams of protein and it's not that i'm not aware no i had a a smoothie in the morning for breakfast had two scoops of protein in it i had mackerel for my lunch i had a bowl of greek yogurt which is protein not fan of mackerel we have mackerel pate and dan calls it mackie pat that's ace. I love that. I, I love I love in your couples how you've got abbreviations that say outside the world you'll never say to anyone else. Mackie Pat. So I've Mac- been having macro pate, right? Um uh with spinach sandwich for lunch, really nice. So macro protein, Greek yogurt, protein, protein powder, protein. So yeah. people will be like, Oh, so you don't care about protein anymore. I'm like, what are you on about? You've seen, just, you've seen yeah, one yeah. thing that I've eaten. Yeah. But just to caveat that as well, you said like the best diet for you right now mm-hmm. is that with a sprinkling of meat. For somebody else who maybe only eats McDonald's or they mm-hmm. only, yeah. or they actually just eat, you know, like some people can be quite fussy eaters and maybe they just eat jam on, jam on white jam bread. Jam on bread. Yeah. So actually a growth for them, the perfect diet for yeah. them, and yeah. the word perfect in quotation marks, yeah. is growth, which might be actually that person who just has jam on white bread is incorporating an apple once yeah. a day and then that's, that's their diet improving so it's like okay cool yeah but don't judge people based on what you see there because like Sasha says she's grown a lot with her diet same with me mm. it's it's always changing there isn't a perfect thing we're striving for just something no. that suits us at this moment in time um saw somebody again, again a coach's bias on Instagram today. I don't follow them, but it came off my explore page <laughs> and it was somebody um, and they literally said like, you need to get rid of carbohydrates for breakfast. You need what? to get them out of your life. You need to get carbs out of your life for breakfast. Say bye to Kellogg's um, and um, you need to make sure you're having protein and fats only for breakfast. All right, Charles Poliquin. you <laughs> like, right, hold on. Let's reverse this <laughs> a second. Come on, was that a woman by the way yeah yeah I could tell by your tone um a really great impression that's a really good impression all right just as 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 a a general rule guys if anyone comes on the internet and tells you that there's a rule and you shouldn't do one thing and you should do one thing ignore them block them them. never don't think that what there's honestly there's so many people now that I just want to that I think you should not have a platform like this fasting woman and, is this and the I, woman who's this? Is mate, this the woman I can't. I name? can't. I'm not going to give her. I'm not going to say her name because I want to no. give her attention. The um, she's got yeah, 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 yeah. And all I can say is she, she, um, she, uh, what's the word? Promotes a 36 hour fast, right? And you know what I thought when I first saw her? Fucking hell, she looked like she's not eating in three days. <laughs> oh, funny that. Uh, <laughs> well, literally, like you, you don't look well. You don't look well. Yeah. And she's talking about everything that the All these supplements woman you, would love to hear. Oh, and she's selling something as well. What Her own range guys? of supplements. Her own range of... And I'm like, come on, guys. We can do better than this as a collective. Women everywhere. All we need to do is ignore people like this. It's really easy. Bye-bye. I'm not interested in what you have to say. Oh, oh, you're promoting a 36-hour fast and you also have a book about... oh. Oh, so you are trying to sell me something. I'm like, come on. Yeah. It's so, like, I really hope. And then Bartlett has her. And then you're like, before you know it, you're like, oh, God. Thanks, Bartlett. Yeah, you just, I just feel tired. <laughs> Why are you giving her a platform? Yeah. Yeah, it oh, makes God. me mad. And I think as well, like, like I said before, people feel lost and people like this just 
overcomplicate things, but try to make out like they're making things simpler, but yeah. at an expense at a yeah. pay me X, Y, or Z. Literally. Um, yeah. It's, oh, it gets me like really riled up. Yeah, I saw her actually because one of my clients mentioned this. So I looked into her and then I was well, like, "Yeah," and that's the thing. And then a client mentioned her, and then what do you say? Well, she says, "Well, there's a study," and then you're like, <sighs> "Yeah, it's te- it's terrifying because she uses menstrual cycles. She uses the word, but buzzwords for women in the fitness industry are menstrual cycle, hormones, um, belly balance. fat, balance. Balance. balancing hormones." Yeah. Um, Everything that the average woman is probably thinking, oh, I hope there's an answer to this, which is why I hate it, like, which is why it makes me squirm inside. Honestly. Honestly. Yeah. Anyway, um, the, <laughs> anyway, the bias towards protein, I think, that comes from bodybuilding, I've actually noticed that when I look at food diaries, there's the protein isn't what's like uh, lacking. No, it's often like micronutrients, isn't it? Literally. A lot of the time yeah yeah that's what i see the most i'm like uh why are we eating chicken and rice all the time yeah where's your i said this to a client not long ago because we got onto the topic of energy and we did a food diary for a few days and i said what do you what do you notice when you look at that and she was like oh it could be better i'm sure i could maybe um like i could maybe get some more healthy things in there and i was like what what do you what do you think when you look at it and she was like uh I'm not sure. And I was like, what about variety? She was like, what, like fruit and veg? I was like, yes. <laughs> because she'd even done a meal <laughs> prep. She'd even done a meal prep company that was to try and help. She was like, oh, it's convenient today. I was like, yeah, that's fine. If, yeah, if yeah. Fine. Like that, that's... But then we were looking at the meals and like, guess what? They didn't have vegetables. That's, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Because you know what you can't sell, Jess? Things that have come out of the earth. But you can <laughs> sell it and then you have to buy them. But it's not, it's not like, there's no problem. marketable, yeah. Not pro- that's why, I do, why do you think, what's the most, what's the most famous diet that's known around the world that is uh, very prevalent in a couple of the blue zones, so people live the longest, and that is literally, it's quite famous. It begins with M. Mediterranean. Oh, right. right? It, you didn't brand. even recognize it, right? Because I wasn't talking about a brand. I was talking about a, 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 way a famous way of eating, right? Yeah. Why do you think that people don't really recognize it as something to maybe follow? Because it's, it's not marketable. But you can't buy it. You can't, it's not marketable. What you, Olive oil? Yeah, it's literally go to the supermarket, do your normal food shop. Do your yeah, normal yeah. food shop. Yeah. And because there's no product. What are you going, oh, I, I uh, this tomato. It's like, no. You can't sell a product, so people aren't interested in it. When literally, when I look at food diaries these days, what I, I have actually seen people remove things like carrots, parsnips, potatoes, starchy veg, and replace it with meat. Yeah, yeah, it makes red with red meat. Not I'm not saying red meat's bad because carrots have got too many carbohydrates in. Yeah. I even know someone who is doing that to the point where they've developed gout mm. because they've removed every kind of um, starch because they they think that that's the reason that people get fat, right? Thanks to the people over the last 50 years, <laughs> more than that, 70 years. And then just replacing it with literally lamb chops, Jess. Yeah, wild that. It's always funny when people say gout because I know what it is, but for a slight second, I always get it confused with gangrene which is what you get on your feet gout is a build-up of uric acid and yeah i know but every time i'm like feet no that's yeah <laughs> and, and gout is famous from uh henry the eighth henry the eighth had it and if you yeah. look at a lot of the food you know venison red wine it's very like that's why i describe some food as gouty when it's like so rich that you're like well i feel like i'm yeah. gonna literally develop gout from this meal but that's why when i look at some diaries i'm like Where's the veg? Where's the veg? Yeah. And then I think people don't realise, they don't give it enough credit either, where it's like what that can do for, like, remember your cells Mm -hmm. that give us energy need micronutrients to be Mm -hmm. full of energy. If if they're not, they're just Mm -hmm. like these little flat batteries just kind of pushing you along. So you you need it in your diet. You also need a variety of everything else. You do need meat. You do need things. But rather than taking a approach of elimination and 
what's the magic thing it is that that whole overriding view of how can I incorporate a bit more of that a bit more of this that type of thing um but that's one of the issues as well when it comes back to biases is you need a coach that doesn't put their own biases around food onto you Mm -hmm. and in the same sense find out what works for you like we what we've just said if we had a client who was having jam on white bread three meals a day our job isn't to say mediterranean diet or have you tried tried keto it's okay what fruit and vegetables do you like there's 1100 variations yeah or what what meat do you tend to eat if any Mm, sometimes when I go out I might occasionally have like a steak okay cool could we maybe incorporate that into one of your meals this week in some way Mm -hmm. shape or form what about those fruits and veggies Mm. well I don't really like much but I do like a banana okay Mm. cool let's start there and like who knows you it's it's I always describe it as it's level one on a computer game and our job is to get you to level two once we're at level two then we're at level three then we're looking at new level unlocked yeah that's it every single time rather than thinking we need something to go from level one to level 10 which is this random charlatan online who's trying to sell you their supplements yeah they haven't got the secret that you think they have exactly and I think I've had experiences I don't know if you have as well Jess where you um you have a chat with a client and they've had so much like traumatic nutrition experiences with PTs they don't want to talk about it right honor it it will probably develop into a conversation later on down the line but I had a chat with a client the other day who said this to me when we started maybe a year ago and nutrition's chat nutrition chat has been slowly edging its way into consult just naturally I haven't pushed it and what we realized when we had a chat because obviously I brought up the fact that you know we haven't been talking about it and what's made her is to want to talk about it now and it's that when (laughs) it's sad really she said every chat that she's had about nutrition with coaches in previous um experiences has been how many calories she's eating and how she can make how can she can reduce that number that's it I'm like well, that's not what we're going to talk about she's like yeah but when everyone talks about that you assume that that's what the next one's going to talk about yeah like but but that's not you haven't that's not a goal of yours she's like no I know but there hasn't been a goal of mine previous and it still managed to you know worm its way into the chat and then we had a lovely conversation around actual nutrition which was quality enjoyment of food where she eats um what food she really really you know love what does she cook um what does she take for lunch could we add some you know and it, it was like oh and I was like, I feel like this is what nutrition chat should be like. Not yeah, how absolutely. calories are you having? What can we, what can we, can we turn that bagel into a bagel thin and fucking <laughs> get rid of 50 calories? Like what? That's just stupid chat. It's mindless bullshit. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Might say, oh, no, because it's easy to remove that. Ca-. And I'm like, bigger picture, guys. Yeah. Bigger. I don't care about mayo and light mayo and, and bagels and bagel thins and Warburton's fucking half a, a a gram of bread i'm like the bigger picture we shouldn't be yeah. worried about that yeah it's we should so be worried about maybe how much fiber is in that bread that you have all yeah. the time it's, i just it's, think it's, it's just grams, so, yeah you know? so exhausting as well being being a coach who just talks about that <sighs> reducing constantly i just constantly. think how can we reduce that can we have oh i can think of so many examples can we have bacon medallions instead of bacon how about no? Yeah, you can, but you're missing <laughs> off the really nice crispy bit. What are you doing? Hey, I, when I, when I, when the okay, when the fat's crispy, I like it. When it's not, I don't like it. But I've seen people cut off this crisp and push it to the side of the plate, and I'm like, oh, can I have that? <laughs> I'm not, how often do I have it? Literally, I'm not even a bacon. I know it sounds weird. But I'm not. I'm not a, a cured meat and and that kind of meat person. I just don't really like it. Um, but like, it's not an issue. So if you yeah, have a yeah. bacon for every meal, okay, perhaps. But obviously, well, I'm g- I'm gonna take a wild guess that you're not. Um, yeah. Bigger picture, guys. What is your bias when it comes to food? Is it calories matter? Is your bias reduction of calories? Is it must have this or 
unhealthy. Must have this or gain weight. Recognize it. Yeah. And yeah, getting getting somebody who can help you work through that is is priceless as well. Because if that's like you say, all you ever known, when someone does open your eyes to what it can be, you're like, oh, oh. Well, this is this is enlightening. Yeah. Oh, it's frustrating, honestly. Yeah. <sighs> I wrote an email this morning. Have you? I've not read it yet. I'll read it. For some reason, I've just had the urge, and I and I've decided that I'm just going to write an email when I um have a story to tell, not on any specific day, no um, just just a story. I'm like, I want to get anything out of it. I'm just I enjoy writing it. Um, yeah. And weirdly, my one I sent on Monday and today, um, there's still the same amount of people opening it than the, what what they were two years ago. There you go. Hello, guys. Welcome. I'm back in your inbox. I'm here. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, but yeah, if you want to subscribe, then links in my bio. Yeah, mine too. Don't hog. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. So. See you all in a bit. Oh, I've got the worst arms in my laps. Right there. So that's why you should just go back to training booty and no upper body. Goodbye. Monday, Wednesday, <laughs> Friday, glute day. Yeah, <laughs> right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week for episode 106. Boom. Bye. Bye.